want something more than just physical. It's been a while since you met someone original. Word. You spend your time drinking wine in your living room. All that good pussy can't find the one to give it to. It's Future Dawn. You're probably going to cry when you listen to this or cringe. Um, Sorry, not sorry. Um, Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, what's, what's today? Uh, the episode. What episode? Mm-hmm. Episode 49, Future Dawn. Uh, sorry, this is like my first time talking to you. Um, <laughs> I know we kind of know each other, but it's still like a introduction for me. But today is Thursday, uh, June 4th. And um, this episode is going to come out on Monday. I know you're going to record this on Sunday at 12. Um, but yeah, it is episode 49. Now Have fun editing it. this out as I search. Oh, yes, we are on 49. <laughs> as you double check. Yeah, as I double check. Loud ass <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So what is the show, Renee? You want me to bring us in then? Yeah, bring us in. I, I, okay. I feel weird talking to Future Dawn. that's enough that's enough for you yeah that's enough okay hello and welcome to the episode or one of our our latest episode jesus christ uh (laughs) it's a podcast called you don't know it's a podcast about wine and bullshit i'm renee and i'm don and uh, today we're going to do things a little differently. Uh, it's been uh, a, a rough week. Um, last week I was like, I don't feel like drinking or telling you about wine. Uh, <laughs> and today is the same. I'm drinking whiskey. Mm. Um, uh, it's a whiskey that I got in Taiwan. I don't really drink whiskey, so this should be interesting. Um, but it's 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 good. It's called Cavalon. Um, I know about it because my cousin, Kels. Uh, I'm rambling right now, but no, um, thank you, Kels. Thank you, Kels. Yeah. So uh, today is going to just be a lot of Donald speaking, um, and I'm just gonna maybe ask him a question or two and just listen. <laughs> Um, and that's going to be basically it. You know, if you want to tell us about your wine, you're welcome to, you don't have to, this is your episode for you. Uh, yeah. So go for it. No, I think we can jump right in, right into topics. Um, yeah. What, what'd you want to, what'd you want to talk about? Well, it's what you already wanted to talk about, which is what's going on. Um, and you were telling me that you've been asking yourself some questions about um, what role you want to play and what's going on right now. And so um, tell us about that or tell me. Yeah, I think um, let's kind of start off where we left off in the last episode. Um, we had the death of George Floyd um and we had some riots and uh protest 
both peace, peaceful and non-peaceful. Some peaceful turn into non-peaceful because of police brutality. Um, and a lot of things were going on. And I thought at that time it was kind of the the tip of the mountain tip of mount everest you know of uh you know mount racism uh um but it was just the beginning and when i think about myself and what you had uh just mentioned is like introspective I think about like all the times that I wasn't excited about going on a vacation, but once I was on the vacation, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Um, I think about like this whole situation and how it's been. Like last week, I was just like, we will get through this. Um, very, very hopeful, very. Um, looking over the mountain, very light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, that was my sentiment. But um, this week has been very dark. <laughs> there is no light for me. <laughs> There's, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a huge wake-up call. It's a, I mean, by wake-up call, I mean just the amount of people, um, I guess, in support and that are acknowledging uh, things that, you know, uh, my family goes through and stuff like that. Um, and I've been asking myself, you know, like, what role do I play? And I've been very, like, on and off social media in a way that's been, in some might see it, as non-supportive of the movement as in and this is only my introspective like i don't know what other people are saying because i haven't really spoken to anyone but uh yeah it's just like you know we had the whole protest um that have been happening since our last episode so today uh, or now, which is Thursday, and it's probably going to happen till till Sunday. Um, and then we had the whole like social media movement, which was about raising awareness around uh, Black Lives Matter and just like uh, you know the profile picture of just uh, you know raising awareness uh, both on Facebook, Instagram, and you know Twitter. Um, and I guess you're talking that's about what, um, Blackout Tuesday or the yeah yeah pause the show must pause or uh, and that's uh, yeah and and that's where I guess I'll start. Um, I did not participate in the Blackout Tuesday, and I I would say that was the day that was like uh, no pun intended, but the darkest for me um, because I was struggling with whether I wanted to post and I think we talked about this in previous episodes like way way back in the day about how my generation and stuff are addicted to social media and stuff 
like all these things were going through my head about like, oh, I wonder if my friends will view me differently if I post or like all these different things. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of glad I went through that day like it, like I did because it made me sit and siloed and think about what my role is in this crazy kind of world that we live in now where people are taking aware of like police brutality and how black people are treated in this country. Um, and so when I think about it and when I, or on Tuesday when I thought about it and when I just sat down and asked myself, Hey, what is my role? I started naively like going through my follower list and I started noticing I started noticing like I am very blessed whoops I'm very blessed in the friends that I have because 90% of them are doing better than I am <laughs> And by that mean? I mean and, and and by that I mean like financially and like and their platform and their outreach and stuff like that. I was like thinking like, you know, if I post this, like if I post the black square, what would it do? Like who would it reach? Um, and so I went through my follower list and I was like, wow, I have a lot of friends that are doing pretty good like i'm very blessed to be in a circle where um i can learn from and i can just sit and listen and so i thought about that and i was like you know what my probably my place in in this situation not only blackout tuesday but in my life would would be to donate um, because not only are my friends doing well, I'm doing pretty well. And so for myself, uh, coming to the end of Tuesday and, um, uh, coming to the conclusion of just like, Hey, maybe I can just put my money where my mouth is and just donate to different causes and research different institutions where, before I wasn't able to, like, um, I look back to the Pulse shooting where, uh, you know, someone shot up a, uh, a, a club, um, uh, that's, uh, like a club in Orlando. I don't know how wild ride widespread the shooting was but um it was very close to me since i worked with uh the gay community you know um my mom introduced me to the gay community um so it was very close but when i look back when i look back on those days and i'm like what did i do to support the gay community it's like I changed my Facebook profile picture and I walked around Lake Eola. 
that's it. Um, and so on Tuesday, I was like, okay, I need to do more. And so definitely did my research around different organizations, different uh, ways I could contribute. And one thing that I noticed was it was very, like, I, it shouldn't be this hard to do research on, like, how to contribute, right? And so um, it, coming to the end of Tuesday, Blackout Tuesday, I'll, I came to the realization that I need to find one link where people can go to and donate to the cause. And so I ended up posting that on my story. Um, and I don't know who viewed it. I don't know who didn't view it. I didn't, I haven't opened up Instagram in a while. Um, but yeah, that's, that's just what I decided to do. And I, when I look back on the pulse shooting and when I look back on today, um, I definitely think, um, I definitely hope I'm doing more and I'm similar to how I look back on the pulse shooting and like what I did and how, like, I feel like that didn't help at all. Um, I hope that all of, uh, you know, all the donations, all the people who saw my story, all the friends that have donated, um, all the, uh, you know, everything that's going on, I hope that helps. And I look like in five years, I hope I can, you know, look back and be like, oh yeah, you did enough. Okay. You did, you do due diligence and you looked for different resources and you found, uh, one place that houses all of the things that you believe in. Um, because I don't want to look back and be like, oh, you didn't do enough. Um, so yeah, I think as for Tuesday and like that whole, um, whole situation, uh, you know, I just, I just hope, hope I, you know, look back and I'm like proud of myself and proud of the role I took. Now, it doesn't future dawn. I'm talking to you <laughs> again. <laughs> it doesn't end on Tuesday. <laughs> so, yeah. It, um, I'm definitely still trying to do my research. Um, I believe last episode you mentioned um, about voting for office electives and stuff like that. And that's something that I haven't done in the past. I haven't really cared other than the presidency. I haven't really cared who held, or I haven't really had a say in who held that seat. Um, but yeah, when it comes to like state voting and like that kind of stuff, like, yeah, you need to just sit down and, uh, and just do the research. And I hope, like, I wasn't the person that created that one-stop shop for all the places that you can donate uh, to, like, uh, black restaurants and uh, African-American business owners. Um, I wasn't the person that created that, but I wish I was. And so looking forward, I, you know... I'm definitely looking for opportunities where I can help out. Um, 
as far as like where to vote, how to vote, where does this politician lean? Where does this other politician lean? What are the pros and cons? What are one thing that I like about Bernie is, um, you know, Bernie, my my boy Bernie Sanders is, you know, he marched for Martin Luther King. So like being able to easily find like, hey, what did they vote for in the past? Mm-hmm. Not like what they voting on right now, but like what are what are their track records? And I hope to kind of just help not only my friends, but other people to kind of look at that information and have it easily digestible. Because for me, even finding like where to donate was like, I I don't know. It was just like a lot of research and a lot of, a lot of digging. And then to find a place where it was all held, I was like, wow, thank you for someone, someone creating this, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of like my role. And I've kind of struggled with it at first, but now I think I'm in a peaceful place where I'm like, yo, you know, five years ago, you were like living paycheck to paycheck, but now, you know, you're here and like you have the opportunity to donate and you have all these friends that are doing better than you. So force them to donate or pressure them into donating. And so, yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of like my whole spiel. (laughs) Well, is there anything that I can do to help support you like mentally or, you know, um just as a friend um you said it's been a dark week so you know i'm trying to be there for you i mean honestly i don't know so like on wednesday i went to go protest and one of our friends was like you know i'll be there and they're kind of meeting up and honestly, even though I was going to the same place, I didn't want to meet up with them. I don't know why. Part of me was just like, I want to be left alone. <laughs> so maybe, <laughs> maybe that's it. I just want to be left alone. But honestly, video games has really helped. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. I want you to know that you can always tell me, me of all people understand wanting to be left alone and saying so. So you can yeah. always tell me no at any point. You can just be like, no thanks, I don't want to do this. No thanks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think that given the situation, you, you know, certainly... I mean, people have that right anyway to just, you know, Mm. take care of themselves and set boundaries. But I think especially in the situation, you know, like this is the time to really support yourself. And I think all of your friends will be in support of that. Yeah, for sure. And let me kind of backtrack. It was very dark, but as soon as I logged on to Overwatch or logged on to (laughs) World of Warcraft, 
<laughs> you know, it, it takes me out of the sadness reality and it makes me very joyful. <laughs> Good. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad that you were able to do something that you enjoyed during this time. And I think that's something that, um, you know, that's one of the things that I saw on Blavity. Um, I can't remember her name right now. I should have written it down, but um, I don't know if you watched watched her um, like announcement about Blackout Tuesday when she was saying mm-hmm. like, this is not something that's supposed to silence black voices and black joy and black life. And, you know, like continue to post whatever you would have posted, you know, continue to like live, mm-hmm. you know, you going about your everyday life is in itself an act of resistance. And so mm-hmm. like, based on that message, I think you're doing exactly, you know, what is right. You know, um, the, the problem, the, the white supremacist problem that we have in this country and honestly the world really, um, is a problem that has been supported by every other ethnic group here, you know, like, the reason that the Latinx community has a lot of the rights that it does is because black people have died for us, Mm -hmm. you know? And if I can't show up for you in this time and do the hard work so that you can play overwatch, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? In peace. In peace. Like, you know, what kind of a, what kind of a human am I? You know? So of course I'm going to show up for you. Um, you know, it's, it's the right thing for all of us to do is to be anti-racist and for us to take action to dismantle the system in any way that we possibly can. Um, you know, I've donated to causes before I've shown up to protests. I honestly, I, I fooled myself into thinking that I was doing some type of good by you know, working in the education system and also like volunteering my time for children and things like that. But mm-hmm. you can be, you can be a beneficiary of the work that I do and still be killed. Mm-hmm. You know, like Very there true. is no yep. education that can escape you from police violence. Yep. It's, it's literally true. just the color of your skin. There is no education system that can prevent you from going to prison because we have a corrupt judicial system. Mm-hmm. So you can be a Harvard educated person walking down the street, but if your skin is black, you can end up in prison just like anybody else. Yep. Or any criminal and you wouldn't be one, you know, like that it's. And so, you know, I think for me, the reflection was like, Although I have been trying to spend my money with black owned businesses and supporting the black community and also supporting my, my community, my Latinx community as an underserved community as well. I haven't been trying to actually dismantle this system. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the wake up call for me, you know, not that you asked, but. No. And I think, I think what your previous feelings were weren't wrong i think i think it's playing more of the long game right because if we do 
have more educated and educated African Americans and uh, just people in general about racism, then we we can uplift the system. But it is definitely a long game. It's not a very yeah. short game. A very short game would just be, you know, voting people out of power, uh, yeah. holding people accountable, educating our parents or, um, you know, educating uh, previous generations be like, hey, you should listen to me because this is not how the world works. It might have worked 80 years ago, but this is not how it works now. Yeah. And yeah. But yeah. I agree. And I just to kind of uh, uh, say what I was uh, defending you about, like, I think before you were playing the long game, which I think is still uh, valuable. It's very valuable in teaching kids and and that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's we need to learn how to play both games, the long game and the short game. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. I was just like, well, I guess I've got to, you know, uh, figure this out. You know, I've, I've been doing a bunch of short term stuff, you know, since then. Um, and I'm planning on continuing it, but mm. you know, like I said, I'm, I'm doing this, because I want you to just be able to play Overwatch. And I don't want you to have to be involved. You know what I mean? Like, in my mind, I'm just like, how can I free up all of my Black friends and family? You know? Like, yeah. This is wrong, and it needs to be dismantled anyway. But, you know, like, I think the one thing that sort of helped me is I'm scrolling. You know, I haven't been on social media in a long time. But now I'm on mm. there all the time. Or I have been this past week. It's unhealthy. But I've been scrolling through trying to figure out, okay, when's the next protest? Who do I need to call? You mm -hmm. know, but then like scrolling through and then seeing some of my cousins or like my nieces post things that are just like them living their lives. It's like what it's this, it's this like, I hate using the word juxtaposition because it's used so much, but it's like, <laughs> I, I see, I see like calls to action. And then I see like, my cousin taking a picture of her plate of crab, you know, just like, good for you, baby. <laughs> Yo, that's girl. crab is <laughs> a bomb though. I bet. No. And, yeah, and, she's and I Houston. think a lot of, and it makes, and it just like warms my heart. I'm like, I'm doing this for you. You know, like <laughs> I'm going to make sure you're okay. And your children are okay. And you know, like it's, yeah, it's, it's what's motivating me. Yeah, and I think to kind of go on that subject, there in a little bit of what I what I brought up with Bernie Sanders, you know, there's um I forgot who he was talking to, some other old white person. And they're going on about like what each of them were doing during MLK's like march and African American march. And Bernie was like, you know, yeah, I was I was marching and uh, the person that was interviewing him was like, yeah, I was on vacation <laughs> hanging out with my buddies. And so oh my when I think about that, 
You know, it's just like 50 years from now when I'm an old person, like, am I going to look at this point in time and, and feel sorry for myself or am I going to feel proud? And so if I couldn't like leave anyone with kind of anything, it would just be that. It's just like, when you look back at this, this point in time, and, you know, a lot of people say, you know, during 9-11, where were you? You know, that's like a saying yeah. in New York City. Like, at this point in time right now, like, where were you? And so I hope that in 50 years, I look back at this point in time and I feel proud. And so I'm doing things to kind of, you know, uh, talk to future Dawn, you know, future Dawn in 50 years. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, that's what I, w- I would just say about that. And yeah, I, I definitely would de- say live your life uh, first and foremost. Um, that being said, I'm, you know, I'm still playing video games. I'm still <laughs> like, I'm still having fun. Uh, but there is a time, you know, after work where it's just like, an hour uh an hour or two of me just like researching crying uh uh watching videos of some of my favorite african-american creators and their struggles and stuff like that and it's just like educating myself and then feeling more empowered where i spend another hour researching and another hour donating and stuff like that so yeah i don't know uh i think it's so interesting. Like, I thought the coronavirus wouldn't get, like, this whole, like, coronavirus uh, thing wouldn't get any crazier. And I believe in one of our episodes, I was like, yeah. Um, when people, uh, people are going to find out, I think this is one of my quotes, but people are going to find out who they really are living in isolation. Or something along those lines. And it's just like, no, I think people are really going to figure out who they are during uh, this protest and this uh, crisis. Um, So, yeah. 2020, the year that you find yourself. Yeah, it's... uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And on that... um... Have you thought any more about my suggestion to get a therapist? I think now would be like a really good time, you know, to find somebody to talk to. So, (laughs) voice crack. Um, um, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Kenneth, hopefully I'm not putting him on blast, but he has like a therapist. Uh, and stuff and he's been uh every time he mentions it i'm just like ugh, you know but maybe i don't know like i've dealt with a lot i don't know uh yeah maybe <laughs> like i've okay. dealt with a lot and it's just like it's definitely a cycle to where it, it, it's partially a cycle and also ego um i've got to where i am now without a therapist so i think that i don't need a therapist but i've never used a therapist so i don't know my full potential or like what are the benefits of it 
But yeah, oh my God, maybe. You're speaking so much truth right now. Yeah. Future Don, I think, would be pretty proud of that statement. <laughs> 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 mm. was there anything else that you wanted to touch on um concerning what's going on uh anything that you wanted to mention i know we talked about a lot before <laughs> we press record i wrote some things down based on what we talked about so if you want me to just take it over i can do that too yeah i mean i think we can kind of move on and you can kind of okay. educate me um about uh, you know mrs dior Oh, sure. Yeah. So um, the first thing that I wanted to say is, you know, the people that we've been protesting for obviously are all black lives. But specifically, I just wanted to mention the names of the three people um, that we've we've been fighting for most recently. And that would be George Floyd, uh, Breonna Taylor, whose birthday uh, is tomorrow. But by the time this episode comes out, it would have already passed. Um, there is a protest for that um, that I'll be attending tomorrow. And then um, Ahmad Arbery, who um, who was not killed by police, but put, killed by racist white people in the South, which is the same thing as police. Um, and then uh, most I like recent- to call them ma cops. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're the wannabe people. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, they're on the same they're along the same lines as the Zimmerman. You know, they're they're the same yeah. kind of people that are just like these black people are a threat and they must be ended, you know, um, ma cops. And, and decide to take it up in their own hands. Community um, protection acting like they're ma cops. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's awful. Um so, uh, uh, but, um, one thing that's been, um, that, that happened recently is the, is the beating of Iana Dior. Um, so this happened in Minneapolis, I believe. Um, Iana Dior is a trans, a black trans woman, um, who was, was beaten. and it's not, um, being talked about as much. Um, and there's a lot of people in the black lives, uh, matter movement that are speaking out about making sure that Iana is included. Um, and so I know that you wanted to touch on that a little bit. Yeah, it's, this has been going on for so long. Like, and I think, I mean, not to cut it short, but I think we talked about, I think in our, in our, uh, rap battle episode, which is probably my favorite episode about (laughs) like the homophobia, the trans phobia pandemic that's in the black community and I think we need to fix it there first. And if we can't, if we can't just sit down and talk about it within our community, then how are we going to really uh, affect change in other communities? I know that that that's a very sad thing to say, and. I I wish it was I wish it was already fixed in our community. Like I wish transgender people felt safe to talk about 
their struggles and their and their problems within their own community but the fact that they're scared to even talk about it in their own community is insane like what <laughs> like yeah and it's just like i think there's a lot of learning that still needs to go on in our own community and outside of our community that do you want my to heart touch just on that breaks. a little bit? My like, heart just breaks when I hear this because it's just like, I mean, I feel like a broken record because we 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 touched on it before, but it's just like when you hear someone rap or when you hear uh, like a battle rap spitting verses, um, transgender is normally sought as a non-human thing it's mainly used as a prop to put someone down it's mainly used as a prop to uh call someone weaker than um yeah and it's it's insane but what gives me hope <laughs> and i think last episode we mentioned hope and how i'm the most hopeful person <laughs> um what gives me hope is like there's this whole you know um as far as the battle rap community um goes um there's this whole thing about not saying the f word you know and not fuck but the other one um and so that has really, I think it has really changed battle rap for the better. And so I think, but when I still listen to battle rap, there's this still transphobia kind of things that they put in their lyrics and, and they put it on, you know, they write it down on paper and they spit it and they rehearse it versus uh throughout the world and so i think it's just like another learning um i think i was talking to one of my friends uh in our friend group and i was like yeah i'm kind of hopeful for this whole uh black lives matter situation because when i look at how homophobia was treated in america and where it is now you know, it gives me hope that, like, maybe, maybe that, you know, um, people won't, people will kind of understand the black experience that they don't see on TV. Because I feel like when the people see black people on TV, like, you know, the Travis Scott's, you know, uh, Denzel Washington, you know, the, like, when people see black people on TV, it's a different, they have a different mindset than when they see them on the street, when they see them at their local Walmart, when they see them in a hoodie walking on the corner, when they, like, there's all these connotations that happen uh but when you ask about oh like 
what do you like what do you what are you doing for black lives matter they say oh i love lebron james you know it's like yeah that's the person you see on tv but like mm-hmm. <laughs> like how about that you know uh you know how about all the other times where you know you debated on calling the cops because they were too close to your car fuck i forgot where we were <laughs> we yeah, were talking tra- about trans- Diana Dior, a trans <laughs> yeah. black woman that was beaten by black cis men yeah i mean we need to fix it in our own community and if you think if you're if you're a black uh if you're african-american and you think that um that other people should be understanding of what happened to this trans person, you should really look inside of your own community and fix it there first. It's it's similar to, I think it was Tommy that was like, this is not a Asian... Uh, he was speaking for George Floyd, and he was like, this is not an Asian... Asian-American problem. And I think it kind of is because if I I don't were, know what that means. Yeah, I, 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 and I mean, I was kind of doing some... I was playing video games when he said it. but uh, So I didn't correct him or didn't respond. But I think his thing was this is a African-American cop problem, not an Asian-American, uh, African-American problem. Uh, and that's because I don't one know of the, what that means. Well, one of the cops. So there was four cops arrested uh, for George Floyd's death, right? And one of the cops were Asian American. Uh-huh. And so he was saying that this is not an Asian American problem. It's a cop versus um, African American problem, which I, I kind of agree with and don't agree with. Uh, But what I would say in defense of that or against uh, his statement is if I were to date an Asian American uh, woman or man, uh, I believe their parents would have a problem with it. And so when I think about that issue, right, dating an Asian American woman or man um and their community and their parents having a problem with it i look at this situation where a trans woman was uh beat up by uh cis, cis males i think like okay if i hold the asian american to that standard i got to hold my own community to that standard mhm mhm gotcha Okay. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? I've been talking for a long time. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I mean, you didn't have to. I just wanted to make sure that you had the space, you know, to get some things off your chest. Yeah, I think I think this is therapy. Why do I need a therapist? <laughs> Because you need a safe space. Like, it's safe between you and me and a few of the people that actually listen. But it's not all the way safe because it's out there in the world, you know. You need a nice, safe space where you can say things that, you know, are 
uncomfortable and, you know, all of that, that you can, you know, talk through and heal. Um, Yeah, I've been kind of reluctant to kind of share this with my family, but anytime they ask, I'm like, oh, should I send you this episode? I don't know. I say some pretty crazy shit. Um, No, it's just... uh, One thing that I talked about in previous episodes is I'm not really... um, I love my family to death and stuff, but I'm not really... And I think this whole thing has kind of re- revitalize that connection but before i wasn't really connected with my family like yes yeah, sure i would call them on their birthday yeah sure i would visit for thanksgiving and and christmas that's i don't know so i wasn't really there for them on a daily basis and so i'm always reluctant when a family member asks to like uh, view the podcast or, or or stuff like that. But I always send it to them. I always send it to them. Um, but yeah, I think <laughs> that being said, yeah, I think uh, this is broadcasted to the world, and in fifty years, I'm gonna be like, oh god, you're so you're so stupid. <laughs> you're such maybe. An idiot. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and end it there. And then did you want me to, I wrote the, the things down that you said that you wanted to um, put links to in the bio just so that people can can donate. Do you want me to just go ahead and say it or did you want to call them out? Yeah, I know you guys have a little bit of extra money. Like, I, I, I see you. I see you there with, <laughs> you know, $500 spare in your bank account. I see you. So... Just know at the end of this episode, you can read the description and find all of the kind of things that I've donated to. And I just hope that you do the same. Great. <laughs> Thank you. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> Did you try to take my... Am I supposed to do this? <laughs> I hear that every time. <laughs> every time I edit an episode, edit an episode, I hear that. Pew pew. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum, right. bum, bum. Well, stay stay safe out there with the protests. Um, make sure you're donating to some worthy causes, especially the ones that Donald uh, is going to post links to. Um, if you can get local in your, in your, or get active in your local community, it's super easy. Some of the things that I did was, um, I'm joining my neighborhood watch because there's a neighborhood cop that shows up. He's like a resource officer or something like that, that shows up to those meetings. So it gives me an opportunity to speak to cop, to a cop that's actually in my location that I can, you know begin a dialogue with and hold accountable for and also other people in the community are going to those so I can hold them accountable and stop them from calling the police um there's some resources out there that show you what you can do as alternate methods to calling the police um maybe we should put that link in there too um start sitting in on city council meetings it's really easy right now they're doing them over zoom I've been to two already they've been very informative Um, It's a really easy thing that you can do right now from your home. Like before, it was probably much more difficult because you had to go to an office and people that live in the Bay Area have long commutes. But right now, it's so easy. Um, 
you know, you can put it on your counter, you can sit, do it from your couch. Hopefully they continue to broadcast these. That would make it much easier for us to be involved. That's some of the things that I'm going to ask for, for when shelter in place ends. Um, also write to your local newspapers and ask them to do pieces on the judges that are coming up, the district attorneys, you know, the people that are part of your judicial system, ask for those pieces to be written on those records so that you can understand the prosecution team and, and, you know, how they're handling cases. Are they always, you know, asking for, um, you know, maximum minimum sentences? Are they, you know, trying to throw the book at people? Are they doing direct files? If you don't know what a direct file is, please find out. It's an atrocity to our, to our youth. Um, you know, these are all things that you can do right now. They're very simple. Um, and actually, we should probably just put that one link that has all those different resources in there for people so that they can, mm-hmm. they can find out. So I appreciate you, my family. I love you very much, my friends. Thank you for showing up to these protests. And Donald, thank you for playing Overwatch and <laughs> taking the mental effort today to have a very lengthy conversation about your feelings. Um, as a black man in this, in this climate right now. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you. Rick. <laughs> yeah. One of the I things as going through my friends list, I was just like, yeah, you know what? You learn more when you just shut up and listen. And so like listening to you every week and just like, it's always a joy. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Yeah. That's something special. all right right, deuces bye i think we've got to see that a riot is the language of the unheard and what is it that america has failed to hear it has failed to hear that the economic plight of the negro poor has worsened over the last few years how many summers like this one do you imagine that we can expect Well, I would say this, we don't have long. The mood of the Negro community now is one of urgency, one of saying that we aren't going to wait, that we've got to have our freedom. We've waited too long. So that uh, I would say that every summer we are going to have this kind of vigorous protest. My hope is that it will be nonviolent. I would hope that we can avoid riots because riots are self-defeating and socially destructive. I would hope that we can avoid riots, but that we will be as militant and as determined next summer and through the winter uh, as we have been this summer. And I think the answer about how long it will take will depend on the federal government, on the city halls of our various cities, and on white America to a large extent. This is where we are at this point, and I think quite America will determine how long it will be and which way we go in the future.